Hi, my name is Linda Talaferro, and I help professionals build confidence, understand the value of relationships, strengthen their interpersonal skills, establish executive presence so they can be properly, strongly, robustly positioned for their seat at the table. Whatever your table looks like, I want to help you get that seat. I want to help you get there. So join me each week as I share valuable insights that help you get your seat at the table. And if you want to participate with me in these conversations, I suggest that you head over to my Facebook page at The Tea with Linda. So I look forward to seeing you there. Greetings, everyone. You know, today I want to talk about a part of my story. You see that slide there? I'm going to bring it full view in a second so you can see it a lot clearly. But I thought I'd share a part of my story so you could understand that the fact that I sit at a seat at a table in my nine to five is not unique just to me, that it's not something anyone else can achieve because you can. And clearly, once I share more of my story with you and you get a real clear understanding of my background and what got me to this seat, then you'll know that you can get to it as well. So for those of you who are just hanging with me for the first time on Transformational Tuesdays, I'm Linda Talaferro from the T the Extra Effort, where I help professionals try to get unstuck, you know, figure out why they stay in this spiral and they can't achieve the seat at the table that they envision themselves in. And I help them through proven methodologies that's worked for me and it's worked through many, many, many of the clients that I've had over the years. Uh, Tonight, I want to tell you a story, a little bit of my background of how I found my voice. Um, You know, without knowing who you are and the value that you bring, this corporate journey will continue to be challenging. So I'm going to share a little bit of my story. So I'm going to start with showing you a picture that I believe is about 50 years old, might be older, frankly, uh, but not much older. And yes, that's me. Um, In the right side of that screen, the circle around with my famous cat eye glasses that I wore for years, hated those glasses. And those are some of my cousins, huge family. My mother has eight brothers and sisters, so a lot of cousins. And you can see my, my cousin Leslie on the other side, clearly not a confidence issue with my cousin Leslie at all. Girlfriend knew who she was then and knows who she is today. We're about the same age and I'm 58. But the reason why I'm sharing this picture with you is because I wanted you to know who I am at the core, because you hear me say often that who you are personally is who you are professionally. That is absolutely true. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And this person back in the day, Linda Brown was my name. I was very shy, very shy, very unsure of myself, lacked zero confidence. And a lot of it was rooted in the fact that, yes, I wore cat eye glasses. I had a lazy eye, which I still do today. Uh, Even after surgery, my right eye does shift when I'm very tired. 
But growing up like that, and you can see I was extremely thin. Now, I wish I had that problem right now. But, um, you know, growing up uh, like that years ago, um, there was this lack of confidence. I didn't really uh, believe in myself, didn't really believe that I had what it took to get to the next level in any aspect of my life at all, let alone um, where I'm at today. So, you know, there was many challenges back then. In this picture, um, I think, like I said, it was probably 50 years ago. So I was around seven, eight years old. And um, not long after that, my dad left. So my parents split and I uh, spent the rest growing up with uh, my mom and my dad right down the street, believe it or not. So now you can take and add that to the layer of a person who has an eyesight problem, not much confidence, that happens in her life. And then at the same time, too, although I got good grades, wasn't popular. So bullied quite a bit in my early school years, bullied often. So the confidence didn't exist. And now we take that into 20 years from this date. Yes, got a great education, went to an excellent engineering school, but I took that person that you're seeing in that slide with that low self-confidence, I took that right into my first job at a division of GM. And it didn't fare well for me uh, because I didn't really want to be seen. You know, I had a father down the street from me that I didn't have a relationship with. He didn't want to see me. I was bullied in class just about every day. Even at recess, I had to stand with the teachers on the bus, had things thrown at me. So I didn't want to be seen. And I thought being not being seen was perfect. All I had to do, though, all I had to do to keep that perfect scenario was to be good at what I did. Just like I was good in school, getting straight A's, be good at my job. That way I can keep my head down. I won't be seen. Perfect. Perfect. Well, it wasn't so perfect. I carried that low self-esteem into the new role that I had at a division of GM. It doesn't exist anymore. The plant is closed now. But I carried that low self-esteem, that lack of confidence into my new role. And probably six months to maybe, yeah, six to eight months after being in the new role, I experienced sexual harassment. I'm a brand new quality engineer in a role just getting out of college. And a GM, someone who is higher, significantly higher than me in a salary grade, decides that he likes how I look when I'm at the gym because we worked out at the same gym back in the day, Vic Tanny. And he would come into the office area if I was presenting, if I was anywhere around. And there was always men worked in a male dominated environment like I do today. He had comments. He had jokes. He had lewd things to say. And that happened for a long period of time, because remember, the girl you see in the picture, low self-confidence, didn't want to be seen and immediately thought, if I say anything, 
because he's a GM, I'm going to lose my job. It took about a year to year and a half. Yeah, about that about a time before there was a supervisor. His name is Jim Menefee. And I'm sure in your career, there's certain people, certain things that happen to you. And you don't forget those individuals that had a measurable impact in your life. He's one of them. Jim Menefee said to me, Linda, you have to say something. You have to report him. You can't continue to come in here every day and deal with this. You have to report him. And I didn't do it right away when Jim mentioned it to me. It took a while because I was scared to death. But I had gotten to the point where enough was enough. I couldn't go anywhere without this man making comments when he came back into the office area, lewd comments. So I decided to report him to HR. And I'd said, I just basically said, hey, if they fire me, this is not the place I need to be. Um, and I'm okay with that. You know, at that point, I, I just, I was just tired. Long story short, didn't get fired. Didn't get fired. He had to apologize. He had, he, they moved him to another division. I kept my role. And that was the point in my career that I found my voice. This person in the picture at seven, eight years old, at this time, you know, I was what, 23, 22, 23, going on 24, finally found my voice years after this picture was taken, years after my father left and moved down the street and didn't want to have anything to do with me, years after being bullied in elementary school day in and day out for being good at what I do, for getting good grades, for being the teacher's pet. Years after all of that, I find my voice. I find, because I had enough, I find the courage to say something. And I was heard, I was seen, I was recognized, and I found my voice. It was that part of my career, my first job at Delca Moraine, that I found my value and that my self-confidence started to grow. I started looking in the mirror and realizing she was worth it. She means something. She brings value. She's important. Now, did the switch flip immediately and my career take off? No. All right. Because, you know, think who we are personally, we don't overcome all of that with the flip of a switch. But once we recognize and we're willing to do the work and we recognize that there can be something different and there's actually something to this thing of liking who you are and showing up in that full value. And once I got a taste of that, I was willing to find out, okay, what else is out here and what else does this corporate journey mean? And how could who I was at this age make a difference? How could that make a difference? Well, it did. And so I wanted to get on tonight and share this with you because a lot of you who are um, in my private Facebook group. And I thank you so much for joining and supporting that and, and sharing your thoughts. You answer questions. You let me know what you need to hear from me. And I thought, you know, 
I, it's been a while since I've talked about who I am and my story, and I really haven't shared all of it. And I want to start doing that because it's extremely important for you to understand that there is what's special about me is the same thing that's special about you. And the difference that I bring to the table as this career advisory service is because I get it beyond what's read in a book and what's uh, taken in a certification class. And I'm not knocking them, but I do know for a fact, that, especially as a woman of color in this game, this corporate game, that you have got to know who you are. You have got to believe in who you are. You've got to connect to that depth and value that you have. And you've got to know that you know that you're worth it. And then you have to realize that your voice matters, that you have one and it matters. And then you grow to learn how to use it. So once I found my voice, then I grew. That was the foundation. That was the springboard. So if you are struggling and you need help raising your confidence, let's connect, let's have a call. And I can share with you the methodologies that I used in my career to get to my seat that I have today, proven ones that you can exercise and implement too. Whether your situation was sexual harassment or not in the workplace, like the story I just shared with you, but there's something, there's a root to why your confidence isn't where it needs to be. And therefore your voice has been muffled. Your voice has been lowered. Your voice does not sing and ring out. Let's peel that back. Let's understand it. Let's connect to it and leverage it. Just like I did, just like this girl did back in the day. Let's leverage it so that like I have here, confidence is a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. So I'll leave you with that tonight on Transformational Tuesday. I hope you take good care and we'll talk to you next week.